welcome back to Showing Up Messy. This is the podcast about the messy parts of the creative process and showing up before we feel ready. And today I am talking with Rebecca Nanfria, who is my life coach who I've been working with for about six months. And we do a coaching call together um, in this episode. This is part one of two episodes. The second one will be coming out in a couple weeks and we'll get to hear more about Rebecca and her life. Um, but in this episode, you will hear a lot about me and my life and it'll kind of sound like you're overhearing a therapy session. So if you're into that, you're just going to love this. I cry a few times. It's a party. All right. Just join, just join us. Um, Rebecca's so wonderful. I don't need to really preface this anymore other than to tell you there's a whole chunk I cut out of me rambling at the beginning. You'll see where it is because then Rebecca jumps in with a clutch like, hey, I'm going to stop you right there. This hasn't started yet. Anyways, this is such a spoiler alert, but I just want you to know that she didn't cut me off like right where I had her cut me off, but it's important that I did that. Um, someone should be cutting me off right now, but guess what? No one's here. It's just me on my bed recording this intro. Um, I hope you're having a great day and I hope you enjoy this episode. This is showing up messy. Hi, Rebecca. Hey. Hi, Katie. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm really excited you're doing this with me and I think I'm working with you is actually one of the the reasons why I took the steps to actually do this podcast in the first place um mm, yeah it really I mean it, it and we're about to the way we're, what we're going to do today is we're going to start with an actual coaching session yeah um which is cool because it's it's the messy parts of my creative process like is yeah, definitely go go ahead well, working with you is, yeah, yeah it's the ultimate katie showing up messy right because there's yeah no, there's because no filter there's no nothing no there's not you're good at getting me no filter because i'm so filtered you can tell because i keep start <laughs> starting and stopping my sentences <laughs> uh-huh. i'm like a, a self-editor um yeah, at the highest degree. So, yeah, we're going to just do you want to just jump into doing a coaching session and then we'll kind of debrief and talk. Yeah. Like yeah. Afterwards. OK. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, so, hey, Katie. Hey, Rebecca. <laughs> What's been going on this week? How are you? I am doing. <clears throat> oh, I'm doing OK. I'm doing pretty well I've been thinking about what we talked about last time Mm -hmm. um about well okay a few I've had a few realizations um okay Okay, I want to jump in for a second here jump in I think we both need to take a deep breath yeah (laughs) I think think maybe we haven't started yet I think Um, maybe we haven't started yeah Yeah, I think you're right I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling this strange self-consciousness from both of us to like be outside of our connection together to be making some kind of sensible sense of like how this relates to being messy or whatever yeah totally does does that feel like what's here kind of oh a hundred percent yes I feel 
Yes. Yeah. It felt like this weird jump in and then like, oh, like you said, like what we were talking about last time. And I think both of us thought the thought, oh, they don't know what we talked about last time. Do exactly. We need to and I was like, in? let me do this. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Like this catch up thing. Oh, totally. Yeah. So, um, um, so here, can we, I, I, here, I'm going to ask a question and jump in and see if this takes us to maybe more where today wants to be. We'll just, can we play? Okay. Okay. Let's play. So we'll just we'll just play here. So you have a podcast called Showing Up Messy. And I would love to know what that means to you. What does it mean to show up messy? Oh, it means giving myself permission to um put things out into the world without having to have some stamp of approval on them Mm -hmm. and do you mean no no stamp of approval at all do you even need your own stamp of approval I think that it's actually about my own stamp of approval because or not my own it's this voice it's this voice in my head that's like it has to be at a certain like level of whatever and I don't know if that's me or just I think that's a voice that I've internalized probably that's Mm -hmm. you know whatever combination of like teachers and parents and all the people that I've gotten things from not that it's their fault that that voice is in my head but yeah I think that the the biggest boundary that I've had to showing up just as I am is this like perfectionist tendency yeah Um, meaning it needs to be perfect for me to put it out there yeah. So I'm, I'm curious, you talk about this, like you don't know whose voice it is, or it's like this combination of voices. Does it sound different than your own voice? Yeah, it does. Oh my gosh. Am I going to cry? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, um, it's funny. I think it is different than my own voice, which I, it's like such a relief to feel that because like I think I I think for stretches of my life I've lost my own voice Mm -hmm. in in this other voice and so it's really easy for it to disguise itself as me but it's Mm -hmm. not me and oh yeah I think like my voice is much more joyful or more like easygoing than this like drill sergeant kind of voice that happens can can you what it what does the voice sound like will you do that will you will you impersonate do my voice yeah sure voice yeah like go go like if you will jump in like full force you can even like in a like kind of over the top way Great. Can you give me a suggestion? Um, <laughs> like yes. an improv scene. No, I'm just kidding. Like yeah. what's sure. Okay. You just, um, you just recorded a song to post on Instagram and you're about uh-huh. to post it. And what does that voice sound like? Oh, it's, it's Katie. Okay. This is not, this isn't the thing that you're, you can't put this out there because it's not like, why are you doing this? Do you just want attention? You just want people to to like this. And like 
Are you like, oh, you're saying that you have a hard time posting things, but you don't have a hard time posting things. You're posting it right now. It's not a big deal. So what's the point of posting this? You just want attention. And also you're not even a good singer. So like it's only inspiring if you post this and you're not that good if it's actually hard to post it, but it's actually not hard to post it. It's easy for you. You're about to press the button right now. So what what's your point? Like, why are you doing this? What's the point of sharing this? Why do you want to share it? You don't even know. Let's just not even. And then there's that part of the song where you're off key. And it's like, it's like if you're going to post it, just make it good or make it like say something with it. Okay. You don't. Wow. Okay. Can I jump in? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. She <laughs> is. That is not what I thought she was going to sound like. <laughs> She's annoying. Oh, wow. I hate her so much. I know. Um, can I just. <laughs> First of all, I just want to fl- reflect a couple of things back to you. First of all, I expected her to be sort of um, older, like an old voice, like uh, more of a know-it-all. She was like this mean little girl from like elementary school. Like, what are you doing that for? They, you know those, you know those kids, right? Who are like, yes. And she, she was more irritating than I expected. She... <laughs> yeah, she's so irritating. Um, yeah. And also, what's fascinating is she never shuts up. There was no space for your real true self to be like, okay, enough. Mm. And I'm curious what would happen when that voice gets going. Like, I had an image of her, like, as this snotty little kid. And then I wonder what would happen if you're true, full, beautiful Katie self could stop and go, okay, 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 shh, okay, all right, and could slow Mm. it down and slow her down and and get a word in, a calming word. Yeah. (sighs) I think what's, what I'm thinking of now is like, the parts of that voice, there are parts of that voice that serve me okay. in, in that I think it's what makes, I think sometimes I look to that voice as like what makes me quirky. I know that I can be neurotic. It's not my, it's not who I am. It's just an aspect of myself. I mm-hmm. can go there, you know, mm-hmm. I can go to that all over the place place um and you kind of you kind of like that part of yourself right she's she's sort of fun and free yeah but and it's also yeah and it's like yeah I'll use parts of that like on stage or even in my writing style it's often like like let me overanalyze every aspect of something and like that's usually what kind of yeah like it's it's probably what is unique about me and so it's hard to find the balance of when it's not serving me though because it doesn't yeah it's Mm. interesting so I'm I'm hearing that part of that sort of non-stop talking this stream of consciousness is partly being messy and and not monitoring and not stopping thoughts is that what you're saying yeah actually it is in some ways it's like you know what it is it's letting it's letting that messy voice out or like I don't know if I would call that my messy voice but it is yeah it's mm-hmm. it's letting um 
it's letting whatever wants to come out of me come out of me and so instead of believing okay so it's instead of like letting her be like the boss Mm -hmm. of me and be like okay let's curate this product I'm trying to put out there this like Instagram video of me playing the guitar on my bed like instead of being like okay we have to re-record and re-record until it's perfect then I can just be like okay let me accept the messy part and say hey look I wrote five different captions for this and I just like the song so I'm putting it out there or like whatever I don't even need to say that necessarily but it's like letting it's saying yes to like whatever it is and not really having to have a good reason (laughs) behind it if that makes sense saying yes to whatever whatever the creation is whatever the art you've made is Yes, and also saying yes to the process behind it. Like mm-hmm. the the yeah, like I can't just erase my anxiety and be like, "Oh yeah, actually, now everything in my life is just in perfect flow and things just like happen and it's so great." It's right. like, "No, I like ate a bag of sweet potato chips yesterday." <laughs> but it's like I can but like I can include that in um in my reality. You know, in and 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 in accepting that and including that it actually Mm -hmm. brings me more peace yeah because your energy is not going to fighting keeping the ugly parts away yeah it stops me from really getting in my own way like accepting that sometimes yeah like sometimes I'll be anxious about a show or like sometimes I'll be um like yeah not know what to put for an Instagram caption like like mm-hmm. stupid things but yeah and it's I don't need to I think that sometimes I fall into beating myself up about um just not being able to do it or something the first time or or having it the right way um I'm just like working on accepting um yeah I think yeah, I think I think showing up messy means accepting all parts of myself and also of what I'm uh, putting out there. I think like it probably stems from a place of like not really being feeling uh, like it was okay to share the the messy parts of myself, you know in. Mm-hmm. So what's really Which I think we all feel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. What's really interesting though is I f- I feel like in my knowing of you, the way I experience you is that you're you're really really comfortable within yourself with your messiness. It just solid yeah I am yeah. oh yeah like when I'm just like by myself, my actual self and like no yeah. one's yeah. And that, that your level of self-judgment, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, because maybe I'm completely off and, you know, I'm happy to be wrong to get to whatever is true for you, right? To, to unlock this door yes. so that you can play in the messy whenever you want to, which apparently mm-hmm. is all the time, right? Um, that, that you left, left alone are completely comfortable with your messy. That come, what happens is when... Uh, the audience comes in, the the other comes in, is the only time that you start to question your messiness. Like somehow you have to justify it. 
Yeah. Oh, totally. A hundred percent. And yeah, that's, I think that's, that's very true. Like it's all, whenever it, um, I remember when I first moved to New York, I did the first open mic that I did. I just went up and had, there were three people in the room. And it was so fun. I just like yeah. went up and was just like, yeah, okay, here's some stuff. And I like closed with my bulimia bits. I like <laughs> talked about like I just did whatever the five minutes that I came to New York with and like did them on this stage. And the woman who was running the mic was like, that was that was amazing. Like, I need to book you on my show. I got it was crazy. I like got booked on like these shows that. I would not have gotten booked on if I wasn't just letting myself be free and messy and whatever. Like I didn't care. There were no stakes. Yeah. And then one of the shows she booked me on was like kind of this competition. She's like, Oh yeah. So if you do well at this, that's great. You can like just get a regular spot at the club. And so I went up and did like my five minutes at this on this show. And afterwards she was like, do you get, do you get weird when there's like something at stake <laughs> or like when there's, and I was like, well, wait, yes, what? Yes, I, I was do. like, I was like, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I was like very, I was like, I hadn't met Rebecca yet. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. It was interesting. I And then I got mad at myself for that. For mm. do, I, I get mad at myself for like, oh, why can't I just do it? You know, like, like, oh, why can't I just be this fun no matter who's watching me? I'm like, yeah. whatever. It's fine okay. that I'm no, crying. No, 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 um, it is fine. But wait, I'm, I'm, can I yeah. jump in? What? Yeah. What is it? It's like, it's, that's still something I get mad at myself for. Like, why can't I just be myself all the time? Okay. I, yeah, like, I think I'm closer to doing that for sure. Yeah. Actually, like, yeah, I'm not saying that, but it's, I think there's like just part of me that still feels like, um, hurt or like I don't know I think it has to do with like creative monsters you know Mm -hmm. from my past you know just feeling not good enough or something and and like really like wanting to be I think that the it's such a catch-22 because like wanting to be good makes me not as good Mm -hmm. (laughs) as when I'm just being myself and so I think this is what just happened with me and stand up actually. Cause I was like going to quit. I was like, Oh, you have permission to quit um, right. at the end of March. You right. can stop doing it. And then as soon as I decided that I was having like the most fun on stage that I'd had in months. And I was like, Oh, this is because I don't care. <laughs> like, and has it stayed in that place for you? Has it stayed fun? Um, it actually, for the most part, yes, because I've been, and I've been doing fewer shows too. Yeah. Um, which was part of <clears throat> the commitment. Like, it, yeah, part of what I, I wanted to do was, was do less shows. And also, um, I've definitely had shows where I like, oh, I was really in my head in this, like, I don't know, depending on. Like I had a certain person I knew was in the audience and I was like, oh, I'll just do my my quote unquote jokes that work. And it's like, Mm -hmm. no, Katie, you don't feel like talking about those things. They're not going to be funny Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you don't want to say them. And yeah, so I yeah, it's not like it's been this bliss, blissful ride. But like 
I'm getting more comfortable with like, oh, that was a fun show or that was not a fun show. And like, I really am trying to commit to measuring my success by whether or not I had fun. Mm. Um, Yeah. Instead of like, oh, did you like that? Do you want to book me on your show? And like, the thing is, is like when I do have fun on stage, that's when people book me on their shows <laughs> like absolutely you know that's that's true. the person they want <laughs> everywhere about everything right when you're completely in your element you're having fun you're the the you're magnetic any of us all of us yeah all right I have a challenge for you okay because this phrase keeps popping up in my mind that you said um my creative monsters my past creative monsters and I'm curious and you you can always yes or no or, you know, transform it into your own. What would it be like if you drew your monsters and gave them their names, gave them their, their voices, um, mm. their, whether it's perfectionism or you're an idiot or embarrassment, I don't know. Right. Cause you know, like it was so full when you said all my past creative monsters, I felt like flashed through your mind like at least a dozen experiences of creative quote-unquote failures or you know mishaps or you know falling flat on your face whatever Mm. like there's all of these events in your life that are are haunting you like this is what might happen again does this feel true yeah I guess it's funny because like I've in some ways, I'm like, oh, I've done this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, where it's like, oh, yeah, I've written a letter to my creative monsters. Like, okay. when I did the artist way. Sure. But not, but I'm like, but I don't think, I I do think, like, it it would be really healing to go there and do that. Well, I Like, in a. In a what? No, just in an, an updated way. Like, what are the, what are the, the, the vestiges of those monsters that are still present in some way well and because I'm also I'm picturing all of your your drawings all your posters you make all your the cartoons all the things that you do so like I even started envisioning them and they became Mm -hmm. they became really absurd as as Mm. as being anything with any kind of power when I saw your little drawings of them like as I created them in my own mind I was like oh they just become powerless it's like um, yeah. it's like the the Boggarts, the Boggart in Harry Potter. You know the ridiculous, when, when. Oh my God! Am I gonna? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, am I gonna have to admit that I have not seen <gasps> any? I know, I know. I can't believe we haven't talked about this. I okay. I read four and a half <laughs> <I> books. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't apologize. I apologize to everybody. I need to read them. <laughs> but you know, okay. Wait. Can I just tell you this because yeah. it's related to me being insane yes um I like basically stopped reading them after grade school like Mm -hmm. when I graduated from eighth grade because like I no longer got accelerated reader points for the (laughs) books that I read for pleasure and I just stopped reading for pleasure not that we can yeah Mm -hmm. I liked the Harry Potter books oh um Katie we could have an entire session on you stopping reading (laughs) for pleasure when you no longer were getting points (laughs) 
I know. Well, I mean, uh, I read for I pleasure kind of now. Yeah. But yeah, no, we could, we could. And there's a blog post about it um, <laughs> on uh, my blog. Okay. But yeah, no, okay. it's crazy. All Sorry, right, so back I, to I removed my Harry Potter metaphor, um, except for the other people listening who know what I'm talking about, um, <laughs> <laughs> that that you, you, you take away the power of... of mm-hmm perfectionism you take away the power of I mean what whatever you would name them like what what is so frightening about being messy for you nothing well I mean now it's such a loaded thing because I'm like it's great to be messy but what's scary about it is that someone's gonna come around like I think it's actually the unknown of what could like it's it's funny I feel like I've almost gone through everybody in my life that matters to me and I feel at peace with them do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like I don't feel it's like with my parents I feel like they uh, like approve of me but I don't care about it which is great you know like it's this like oh I have a really healthy balance Mm -hmm. in most of my my primary relationships in my life and that is something that is like not an easy I mean that was a that was a lot of work. That was a lot of work. And you did Definitely. it. Definitely. Yeah. You did it and bravely. I, I, <laughs> but and it's it's so funny. It's like, it's almost like once I know what to do, I'm fine. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm just, it's like, I think it's the, some unknown. Or, or, I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Like someone's going to come around and be like, this isn't okay. <laughs> um, like. But there's, but there, it's funny, like there isn't really any, um, there really aren't any monsters left. Wow. In, in a real way. Um, oh, so hold on. Forget that challenge from earlier. Did you hear what you just said? Yeah. That there aren't any monsters left. It's only, they're all, they only exist in this like voice that comes sometimes. (laughs) Um, but that's what this is about. That's what this podcast is about. It's about mm-hmm. incorporating the voice and not necessarily, you know, because it's it not going to it's not about erasing all of these traumas. Like, I don't want right. to, you know, like it's not about pretending like they don't exist. It's about using it. And mm. or. Yeah, like. um somehow folding it into my my life and not and uh, you know it's so funny because I, I link so much of this sort of work to like recovering from an eating disorder like mm-hmm. I, like and working on that um because I and like for me the experience of having an eating disorder was this very secretive shameful thing like that was the messiest thing I could have imagined like right that and that was a mess I needed I felt like I needed to hide mm-hmm. um and and like not even just even when I like I'm even hesitant to say eating disorder I just had a I had a disordered relationship with food I think a big like a lot of people do you mm-hmm. know um and and so but I was like oh I need to fix this behind closed doors it was everything was about fixing things like well okay like me doing these secret calculations of like what I needed to like eat and exercise and blah 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 and it was all existing like in my own like 
secret life and then mm-hmm. I had my public life and I think I was just craving breaking through that wall between secret and public where it's like no this is just something I'm I'm dealing with you know it's and and I think like the first time I went to an an OA an Overeaters Anonymous meeting I felt uh like this huge relief being able to just speak these things aloud with people who understood mm-hmm. exactly what I was talking about. And we're like, Oh yeah, I'm, I do that all the time. Or I, hi, you know, like yeah, it, you're not it alone. just was, you're not alone. And I think I, I think that's when I really like realized that we're like all dealing, fuck, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> that we're all dealing with stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, that isn't like, and okay. The fact that it's an anonymous meeting too, it's like, oh yeah. Like it's people don't want to like, not only is it, are we all dealing with stuff that we don't want to talk about, but like, yeah, people like don't want to talk about it. Like, or, or like they need, like most people need this, like secret thing to be able to share it within and I think there was something inside of me that was like this is so good and I felt so like nourished by it but it wasn't like really enough you know or for me it was like I think I guess I just think about people who don't have that and I want to like Mm. sort of I open up this door to that place for more people or just like like I don't care I can talk about myself with like unanonymously Mm -hmm. and so why not do that just in the hopes that I might be able to invite someone else into like a place where they feel more like okay they're like it's okay to be messy kind of Mm. yeah so this is so that's what the podcast is about yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, there's, um, you know, it's not this surface like, here's what it is to create, right? No. This is like the most base bottom part, like, right, of our human experience of fear and acceptance and enoughness and intrinsic value and worth. Even this thing you're saying of like, the fear now is only this like unknown. What if, uh, I don't know what if, but just something. Yeah. Like what if there's, uh, there's actually, I know that it's there, there isn't an unknown that could come around and be like, you're not okay. And I will believe them. You know, I mean, I think, I think that that's the only part that I, um, it's, it's, it's just like a, like a last bit of like self trust worth, like Mm. trusting myself to not, um, or self trust work, whatever, Mm -hmm. trusting myself to not, um, go along with some other person's energy pull that's pulling me away from myself Mm -hmm. I think that that that's the fear because I've like been in situations where I've felt very pulled away from myself Mm -hmm. and 
um and so like what's hard is to like stay open-hearted and like I want to be expansive and connect with people and put myself out there but then also have it's not about I think that for for a while I would like close myself off and sort of have walls up um for a fear of throwing my energy into somebody else either in a relationship or even just taking someone else's opinion as yeah. like the but, but like okay so here's there there's like that like oh I don't want to be I was very guarded even though I think I was a pretty I'm a pretty open book but yeah only when it comes to like yeah the things I've already sort of wrapped up and prepackaged and I can like put out there and like I'll tell you everything about my life but <laughs> but when it comes to actually letting someone in um I think I got I I think it, it it's taken me like a really long time to like actually find people that I trust enough to like say yeah no actually I care what you think yeah and I'm gonna tell you what I really think and like that's and yeah I think that that's like a big um like the way it relates to creativity is like hey, this is what I think. This is what I made, you know? Right. And it's not about getting a certain response for that and just being like, I'm okay with it. Like saying, like, I'm the stamp of approval I need. I don't need the... um, You know, whatever army I've assembled of people that I trust it's like all about and this makes me think of have you read Brene Brown's um Braving the Wilderness um I'm partway through it I did not finish it yet oh I love it did you get to the part where she talks about belonging to yourself no well okay well spoiler alert (laughs) (laughs) shocking um Um, it's like a whole thing um yeah no but it it for me like it is this this feeling of um yeah being able to belong to myself um and like you know because it's this feeling of belonging is so important to being human and like I think sometimes I don't I don't just think this Brene thinks this too no but like (laughs) no (laughs) um that like we but it's easy to be drawn to like a certain group. Like I belong to this. I belong right. to this. And I, I think for me, like I relate to this is in like, okay, yeah, I feel like I'm constantly, I told you this actually, when we first started working together, I was like, well, maybe this is just the next thing that I'm going to be really into this coaching thing. Yes. Cause I was like, this is, this is my pattern. Like yeah. that I will feel really pulled towards, you know, like some, some group or like, oh yeah, I'm in this, I'm in this group now, or I'm in like, Overeaters Anonymous and that's my like main Mm -hmm. truth or this is my main truth and it's about cultivating my own main truth which is what this is which is what yeah (laughs) coaching isn't about this is what coaching is yeah it's it's um and that's actually a good way I think to talk about coaching yeah it's it's about learning how to belong to yourself I think that's what it's been for me yeah no I I totally agree with that I love the way you phrase that um, yeah, because that, that's all that we have really, you know, is that belonging to ourselves and then 
moving through our lives from there. Because, I mean, what you're pointing to, anything outside of that is false, right? If we right. don't, if we don't have that trust and security within ourselves, you know, you said a few minutes ago that the fear is that is not basically being able to hold your ground not being able to be swayed by somebody else's energy or opinion. Mm. Right. And of course, I would challenge you to change that wording, right? Of not what you're not going to do rather than not being swayed. That what, when you come up against that fear, when you come against that like awkwardness or discomfort about being messy, that you go, what will I lean into? Right. And one of the things that I hear over and over again so profoundly for you is that your messiness goes far, far beyond the song or the blog or the the stand up or the whatever whatever is being created. Um, mm -hmm. The value of the messiness for you goes to um, demonstrating and being um, giving permission to everyone to be who they are. It's so much bigger than the creation process. And maybe that's true for everybody as I'm saying that out loud. But it seems so clear that your desire to be messy and show up messy isn't about helping people be better creators, but helping people to have a place where they completely trust and love and embrace themselves. Yeah. It's funny because for me, yeah, that those two things are the same. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, like, because the way that you're articulating, it's like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, so you have an obligation. I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs> no, no. You. I mean, that's literally, I mean, like, it's funny. Like, it's, it's the uh I think the link that I discovered like the thing that kind of sparked this connection for me was I did this 12-step program mm -hmm. which was really like it it changed my life it changed my whole perspective I felt like more honest and you know I was able to show up in my life more presently and more fully mm -hmm. and and then I reread the artist way last year and I realized like oh wait hang on this actually means I was like that this is the same I just kind of recognized that it's like oh this is this the same like path you know it's all part of the same path you know like the creative recovery is like mm -hmm. the same thing as like the whatever else recovery mm -hmm. it's like um it's kind of like a 12 step program gets you back into your life and you're like, here I am. I'm present. I'm whatever. Like it's, I honestly think it's one of those things that like anybody could do the 12 steps and it would just make your life better. It's it, it like really woke me up in a lot of ways. And sure. I wasn't, you know, like whatever it, it was, um, it was, it was so helpful, but then I feel like taking it into, okay, well now what, you know? Yeah. It's like now that you're here in your life, like what wants to come out of you? Like in when you're feeling pulled to doing, you know, whatever 
whatever was pulling you before. It's mm-hmm. like actually there's there's like a positive. You know, it's like it's not just not drinking. It's I'm actually yeah. I'm do, I'm doing something with this energy mm-hmm. that's that's inside of me and it, that's creating in some whatever way that is. It could just be like solving a problem at work that is really interesting and exciting for you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it doesn't it doesn't have to be like, oh, I made a painting. It's like that creative energy I think comes from yeah, for sure. Um so right now today because you've done so much work to get to this place of like trust with yourself. And like you said, all the people in your life and, and the work that you've done of what you care about people think and all of this stuff. So right now today, who Katie is today, what's your biggest, what is your biggest challenge in really showing up? That's a great question. What is my biggest challenge? In really showing up. I think it is um, reconnecting to the truth that I that I know is, is there. You know, I think. What does that mean? It means, okay, it means like I, sure, we can have this like theoretical conversation where I'm like, I know that these things are true, that there's no real fear. Like there's nothing to be afraid of. It's all this unknown thing. It's, it's whatever. And like, it's about like it's about accessing it in real time and and following through. I mean it's it's sort of I think for me um and this is part of like being messy. It's giving my it's giving myself permission. It really is like including all of the time all of the things that I mess up about. Like I just don't like I don't know, there's this email that I really want to get back to that like my friend sent me in February to collaborate on something and I just like never responded. But I also told her it was funny. Like I just had this, this experience last week um, where she like included me and a few other people on like collaborating on this thing. And I just never wrote back to it. And I, I saw her and I was like, I'm so sorry. I, I keep thinking about that email and I'm sorry I never got back to you. And she's like, well, it's not too late to follow up. You can still do Mm -hmm. it. And I was like, Oh yeah, I can still do it. And I think that's like stuff like that where it's like, oh, yeah, you can just do it. <laughs> um, so am, like, am I hearing what, what I feel like I hear what you're saying is that your head intellectually, you've completely gotten secure and clear on this idea of that. It's OK to be messy. And intellectually, yes. you've got it all compartmentalized. It all makes sense. You've sort of battled the mental demons and all this stuff. But am I are you admitting saying right now, because what I'm hearing is that you're saying, but I'm still not doing it. I'm still not really like doing the thing bravely. Yeah. Oh, totally. It's just like going into doing it. So, so let's, that's enough of that. There's enough of that, Katie. Can I, I mean, may I step in and challenge you here? You've created a podcast around this. Okay. Yeah. And you are, are giving us these intellectual ideas, which are beautiful and wonderful. And yes, and yes, and yes. Right. Um, right. But if we're getting really real, you're telling me, but Rebecca, I'm not really doing it. Well, like I'm doing, I, that was just one example. Like I'm just not okay. doing everything. Okay. No, well, like, I mean, that's everything. not something. 
No, that's and so but like what I'm saying is like in that situation, something I could have done is just say, hey, I don't have time to work on this right now. Like, I mean, showing up in like just being honest on yeah. like a person to person level. OK, like, I mean, so it's it's like being able to like. uh, I think just navigating like the more difficult like confrontation things in life, like, mm-hmm. you know, where that's. Um, like, I mean, this project that I'd actually, I do want to, I would want to work on with her, but it's like, it's just not a priority Mm -hmm. at this moment because there's other things that I am working on. Um, and I think like, I, like some of my, my anxiety comes up when people, even just like being content, like, honestly, like I get anxiety if I have like too many unread texts I'm like oh I haven't responded like I just get really I get communication anxiety whatever all this stuff and it's like it's about kind of showing up on that level too you know like more consistently and and giving myself permission to disappoint people you Mm -hmm. know like yeah this is something I'm also I feel like I'm working on this a lot with like I'm dating more and like that involves having to be really honest with like yeah I'm not really feeling this anymore or like I think that we're not romantically connected or I really like you, you know, like that hasn't really happened, (laughs) but like, yeah, like being, I I think it's the, the place where I need to work on showing up is like, is having real time connection to my real feelings and being Mm. able to communicate those without wrapping them up neatly. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's it. Okay. So how are you going to do that? Because that's very brave that you just admitted that. Because all of this I'm hearing in your artistic stuff, right? You are being riskier and messier and it's okay that I'm off the key and it's okay that that story didn't land in my stand-up. That's all gotten to where that's okay with you. But here you've gone to the deeper thing where it's like showing up real time, real emotions, saying what's true. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. That's where I have a hard time being messy. So if you, if you imagine doing that, like all of a sudden I snap my fingers and you are that person who can do that with grace and ease. What do you imagine that would give you in your life? More space Mm. and yeah. More mental space. Okay. What would you do with that mental space? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> um, um, so there's a there's a deep value to doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would I'd assert that it would give you an enormous amount of emotional space too. Right. So how can we play with this? What's a challenge? Is there something as immediate as I, I just answer? Uh, well, we can't say every text right away because you may be working or whatever, but that there, I, I minimize my think time. Be- yeah, like do I turn turn my red receipts on on my text messages? Yeah. <laughs> so people yeah, that's risky. Um because you're so intuitive, yeah. Katie, you know. You you are not someone who needs a whole lot of time to think about what she really wants or really thinks. Yeah. And 
you know, there's a part of you that does that for show for people. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like in some way to protect them. If my, I think it's, it's about not wanting to disappoint people. Wow. Um, in some ways. Like I, I, it's like maybe if I pause, I'll be able to just change my mind. Like I don't actually believe that's true, right? Um, but I'm like prolonging the. I don't know. It's not really softening any blow. <laughs> it's just well, like, yeah, yeah. And what what would happen if you operate from a place of trust in other people that they can handle it? Yeah. Because I don't know about you. I hate when people think I can't handle it, whatever, whatever it is. And I think we pretty much all feel that way. It's, it's such, it's It's so so disrespectful that we treat each other from a place of like, I don't know if they're going to be able to handle my truth. Yeah. It's like condescending. Yeah. Um, and it, it separates us all, right? As people, it just puts us in these little boxes and it's, it's gaming. It's a game play. It's, it's icky. So yeah. I, I want to invite you to begin to think in those response times, what, what if I just trust that this person is fine, isn't so fragile? Right. Just and I, yeah, okay, it's so true. But that's, I think it's it's also this like, just thinking about it. It's like I'm, and I, I'm not doing this consciously, but I think partially like, oh, I'm trying to be what they're gonna expect me to be. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I always do this for this person. I should do this because I was like this, you know. Right. And I think that's a big thing that I've actually learned working with you. Also, is like learning how that it's, it's okay to change my mind and to change how I operate and like to be yeah like I don't need to worry about following some script of my life or some pattern in my life oh boring that's That's boring so boring and limiting yeah it it just holds back all of the amazingness of, of you then if you have to follow a script that was written when you were 25 or 15 or 7 yeah that's the worst Yeah. But I know I don't have to. No. I'm not doing that. No, no, I know. know. (laughs) So this is the thing. This is the thing I want to leave you with in this is that I challenge you to in each interaction, because this is what I'm hearing is in your way, right? Is this protection of other people. Right? Yeah. Or just, or maybe protection of myself. I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, protect. Yeah, something where. Right? We will find out, <laughs> won't we? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just an experiment. But the, for the next week, you really, in, in all of these responses to people, mm-hmm. that you operate from the place of assuming that they can handle you, that they're fine. It, it's like, I mean, I, I, I'm sure I said this to you when we first started, that I, I approach every client with the idea that you're naturally creative, resourceful, and whole, and that you know, you're not messed up. I don't have to be careful with you. Mm. Yes. Oh man. Yeah. You know, I mean, at times, Mm -hmm. right. We have vulnerable days or fragile times and we can acknowledge that and go today. I need to be a little bit gentle. Right. But overall, if you're approaching creativity or your relationships with people or the, you know, all of these things with this lack of trust in the other. Yeah. Then it's limiting. 
Yeah, it's true. It's also, if I can say this, this is kind of obnoxious, but it's also kind of arrogant. Yeah. It's, no, it totally is. Right? And I know that. Yeah. That you are not. You're not an arrogant person. But there's an arrogance to thinking, well, I I can handle, but they can't handle. I can, I have to, mm, you know, it's all on me. Yeah. No one wants to be around that person. (laughs) And no one wants to be treated that way. And we all, you know, also people will step up to what we expect of them. Yeah, that's true. So it'd be really interesting in this experiment to see how the people in your life actually react differently than you're expecting from them because of you're giving yourself permission to be different. Yeah. So will you do that? Yeah. And kind of keep, I don't know, jot it down or keep a mental note and we can talk about it the next time we Mm -hmm. talk. Yeah. And I'll tell, I'll tell everyone how it goes. (laughs) Awesome. Um, Yeah. Cool. So our, our 10 to 15 minute coaching was 45 or 50. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this is probably a whole episode. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Maybe that's good. We'll do maybe, maybe cutting even down some of it. Um, Yeah. I mean, like, we're definitely cutting out the first part. Oh, which, yes. Yeah, so no one will. <laughs> For sure. Maybe, or though maybe I'll leave it in because of, you know, my yes. messy process. <laughs> yeah, that's messy, messy process. Um, messy, messy. But, um, yeah. All right, how do you feel? Oh, so good. Like, I always do. All right. Cool. That was fun. I feel, yeah, I feel lighter and happy. <laughs> how do you feel? Um. That was, uh, I feel, um, it's just such a joy always to do this with you. And I'm always like at the end, like, oh, great. And it just, it felt like a different experience too. Um, I'm my mind's trying to process the, the learning of the awareness that people would hear this, um, Mm. and wanting there to be value. You know, my thing is I always want there to be value in any coaching session and, I, I hear there was value for you and that you feel lighter and happier and stronger in these aha moments. And I had such an awareness of wanting there to be value for those listening. Yes. Um, and so I, I'm acutely aware right now of like how important value is to me, that people's time not be wasted, that people's mental resources not be wasted, that, right. that there's so much value in where we put our time and our energy, what we listen to, what we read. Um, so it was interesting because there, f- I felt like a dual thing happening that I'm still trying to sort of like go process in my mind right now. Does that make sense? Right. Like, so you're, it, you're talking about like your, you were like maybe worried about their, like, is, are people going to be like coming away with something after listening to this or like is yeah, it yeah like you were it was hard to just be present with me in your like there's a split attention there was split could you feel it honestly like not really I feel like I kind of steamrolled our whole conversation <laughs> not steamrolled but like you know oh was word word vomity through the whole thing I didn't feel like that um, at all um but yeah I found this split difference between being of service and value to you and then also how to be of service and value 
like overall, like, like I felt the sense of like trying to make a point. That's well, that's exactly what I've been feeling doing this podcast in general. Like I haven't done that many interviews, but it's, that's how I, it's this split attention between, yeah, I, I I am so self-conscious of like how it's going to come off, but not self-conscious. Yeah. I think, and I like how you are phrasing this actually, because yeah, it's not that I'm worried about what people are going to think. I'm just worried. I hope people are benefiting from it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's not like, oh, I'm so worried about it. It's like, no, I just want this to be good. So you have a good listening experience. Um, But I think what I've needed to tell myself is that if it's if I'm having if I am getting something out of recording it, then it's going to that's all that matters because everything else like people can listen to it or not listen to it. Right. Um. And they can make that. And it's exactly what you're talking about, right? Trusting people to just take care of themselves because they can actually press fast forward and skip ahead if they're not getting something out of a part. Yeah. Or they can listen to another podcast. But uh, hey, thank you for listening to this podcast. And I will see you next week. Bye.